Kliya is a medrash which on the surface really has no explainable understanding. And there's Svarim, we have a Sefer in Yeshiva called Medrash Kliya. These are gathered medrashim that are basically enigmas, they're puzzles, they're mysteries to try to solve what is the Pshute Shal Medrash. All medrashim need Perushim, but some are mamish so in your face, not understandable, that it just screams Darshani. There's a pretty well-known Medrash Pliya that deals with Kriyas Yamsuf. And the Medrash says, it's going on the Pasuk in Tehillim, of Hayam Ra Vayanus. The Yam saw, saw something, Vayanus, and it scattered, it ran off, it split, in order to allow Klai Yisrael to go in and to go through. So Zokta Medrash Pliya Ma Ra Hayom doesn't say in the Pasuk what the Yam saw. What was it that was the catalyst that the Yam saw and made it split? Ra'a Brisa Drab Yishmael. It saw the Brisa of Rabbi Yishmael. Medrash What Brisa Drab Yishmael? What does that mean? So there are several mafarshim that are brought in the sarim that bring different haichin in what this medrash means. The most, I think, the most famous explanation is given by a gadol by the name of Rav Yosef Mislutsk. Just as a biographical background about Rav Yosef Mislutsk, for those that never heard me tell the story before. This is a story that Rav Shalom Shvadron used to say over a lot. I heard it when I was in ninth grade for my Rebbe. Now, for you guys, ninth grade is not that long ago. For me, it's ancient history. And just to check the details before I repeated it again in such a Rai Vam Baruch Hashem, I called my ninth grade. I tracked him down, and I called him. He's living in Lakewood today. And he filled in a lot of the details for me. I'm not going to say it by Richas, but just to give you a little glimpse into who this Rav Yosef Mislutsk is. Rav Yosef Mislutsk, there is a, he came from the city of Slutsk. Slutsk was a city in Europe. This is going back um, 150, 170 years ago. There was a boy in the city of Slutsk by the name of Yasula. And Yasula was a very, very big menace in the city. Everybody was, was afraid of this kid, Yasli. He was a terror. He was maybe 10, 11, 12 years old. He always played hooky. He vandalized things. He was always the guy that was always making trouble. People were petrified of this Yasla. And one day, this Yasla, as he was not in yeshiva, of course, he was walking by a window of somebody's house, and he hears a father scolding his son, screaming at his son and telling him, what are you doing? How dare you do this? What are you crazy? How could you do this? You're a mechutzef. What, you want to grow up to be like Yasula? Yasula is going to be your role model. That's who you're looking up to. That's who you're trying to, uh, to pattern your life after. And so Yasula stopped in his tracks and he says, whoa, says, I knew that I wasn't exactly, you know, the best kid in, the, in, in Slutsk, but I didn't know that I was the poster boy of, the poster child 
of being a menace and being a terror, that I'm the tzura that parents are warning their children not to be. I once told over this mice in Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael when I was recruiting, and there was a boy in the Yeshiva that had a t-shirt on. This wasn't the finest Yeshiva, I guess, in Eretz Yisrael. Anyway, there was a boy in the Beis Medish. He had a t-shirt on It said, I'm the kid your mother warned you about. And I said, that was Yasuo's t-shirt. I don't know where you got that t-shirt on eBay, but that's, that was Yasuo's t-shirt. That's the t-shirt that Yasuo wore. Everyone was scared, silly of Yasuo. And Yasuo says, you know what, if I'm the poster boy, I'm not gonna, this is not gonna stand anymore. I wanna change. I wanna become different. I wanna turn over a new leaf. And Yasuo went to his father and he told his father, I wanna go to Yeshiva. He says, fine, go to Yeshiva. It's right down the block. Try it. We already paid tuition for the past four years. You've never been there basically one day. So no, 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 that's small fries. I'm not interested in, in the local yeshiva. I want to go to the best yeshiva in the world. So the best yeshiva in the world? He says, yeah, what's the best yeshiva in the world? Because Velazhin is the best yeshiva in the world. There's no better. Velazhin is the Ivy League yeshiva. It's the Harvard of yeshivas. It was founded by Rebchaim Velazhin, the Talmud Mubak of the Gain. That's the best yeshiva in the world. So he says, that's where I want to go. So the father, that's a great idea. There's only one small problem. You, you need to know about 400 block Gemara Balpeh in order to get in there. You don't know the Aleph base Balpeh. So what are you going to do? He says, that's a problem, but I'll be able to get around it. I'll deal with it when I, when, when, let me get to Velazhin first and then we'll worry about that. So the father says, listen, I'm not going to fight with him. He has a Natiya Taiva finally. He wants to do something good with his life. He gave him the, the, the ability, the transportation money to get to Velazhin. And when he was, he came to Velazhin, he knocked on Rebchaim Velazhin's door. Now Velazhin was Mamish, the, that was the Kura Barzo of the Ayolma Yeshivas. That was the, that was where all the Amel Satayra in the world really was, the Mishmaris, all of the amazing fame of Velazhin. Rebchaim Velazhin was the God of Adar. And he knocks on Rebchaim Lajner's door. Rebchaim Lajner says, yes, come in. Here stands before him an 11-year-old child who is stam young for Velazhin age. He says, what can I do for you? He says, I'm here, I want to come. I'm from the city of Slutsk. My name is Yasuwa, and I want to come to the yeshiva. Okay? He says, um, open up a Gemara and, and start, uh, or don't open up a Gemara and start telling and tell me over some uh, couple of Masechtas. Go ahead. He says, I don't know anything. He sure you, you know something. I mean, you must learn something. I know not. Assume I know nothing. He says, okay, so what, what are you doing here? We don't, have a, we don't have that program here in Yeshiva for you. So he says, I promise you. He says, you let me into Yeshiva and I will not disappoint. Reb Chaim saw something in this Yasala. He saw a spark. He saw some Anitzots of Kedusha. And he said, fine, I'll let you into Yeshiva. I don't know why, but I'm going to let you in. And he set up Chabrusas with Yasala, one to teach him how to read, one to teach him Mishnayis, then one to teach him Gemara, one to teach him Halacha. And Yasala started just absorbing everything like a sponge. He became a tremendous, tremendous Masmid, a tremendous Amkin, a tremendous Lamdin. He became Reb Chaim Belajna's Mamish Taman Muvuk. And one day, this Yasuo gets a letter from his mother. The town had a big fire. Slutsk had a big fire. All of the town 
All the shops in town burned down. Your father's tailor shop burned down. You have to come home and help him rebuild his business. He comes over to Chaim Malajan. He shows him a letter. Chaim Malajan looks at the letter and says, Go back to the base Medrash. Your job is to become a Gadladar. You go back to the base Medrash. Don't worry about the letter. A few days later, another letter comes in the mail. And it's from... It's from his mother. Again, your father suffered a heart attack because he's under so much stress from this terrible miso with the fire. You have to come home. You've learned enough. You've learned many years now. You have enough learning under your belt. Come home now. No, it goes back to Rebchaim Lajan. Go back to this matter. Don't worry about it. A couple of days later, another letter comes. Your father was nifter. You have to come home and help us with the business. Reb Chaim was shown the letter. Reb Chaim Velazhner says, you're going to sit Shiva here in Yeshiva, and then you're going to go back to learning. The Kachava, he went back to learning five years, ten years, fifteen years. He became an unbelievable, he became the Mitzuyan of Velazhner. From Yaslam Mislotsk, he became Reb Yosef Mislotsk. One day, a contingent of Balabatim, Chashuvim, came in from Slotsk. Their rub was just Nifter, and they needed a replacement. They needed a new rub. And they come to Reb Chaim Velazhner. was asked, do you have any replacement that's suitable for such a chash of the city as Slotsk? And he calls in Yasala from the base Madrash, and he sits him down in the room. They don't know exactly who this is. And he looks at the Balabatim, he says, do you remember like 20, 25 years ago, there was a city, there was a kid in your town, his name was Yasula. Yasula. All of a sudden, beads of sweat start pouring down the face of the Balabatim. They're remembering all the flat tires that they had and all the, all the graffiti over the walls and all of the, the broken windows and all the... T- Yasula, we haven't heard that name in 25 years. What about him? He says, he's your new Rav. This is Yasula. This is Rabbi Yosef Mislotsk. He is going to be your new Rav. There is no one more qualified than he is. And that's what happened. They took him back to Slotsk, and he became the famed Rabbi Yosef Mislotsk, the God Adar. Just to show you how great he was, the Mamali Makam, after he was Nifter, after Rabbi Yosef Mislotsk was Nifter, the Beis Halevi took over for him. He became the Rav of Slotsk, and then later he became the Rav of Brisk. But that's the story of Rabbi Yosef Mislutsk, we have Chidusha of Yosef Mislutsk. There's Svarma from him. And my Rebbe was nice of something that I had forgotten. He said that he heard from Rabbi Shalom Shmadron that Rabbi Baruch Ber, when he used to say over this Misa, said from Rabbi Chaim Malajner, that Rabbi Chaim Malajner used to say when he told over this Misa that the Satan is given Rishus to burn down an entire town just so that a Bukhar and Yeshiva should not have the potential to grow and learn. That's how much kayak a satan has. Sometimes a satan can wreak havoc and devastation. All to be mevatel, a single bakr from his tafkid. Anyway, getting back to the, the shmuz, Rabbi Yisav Mislutz gives this following answer to the Medrash Pliyah. Again, what was the Medrash Pliyah? Hayam ra vayanas. Ma ra ayam? What did the Yam see? The Yardain is also a body of water that split in history. When did the Yardain split? When Yeshua took Klai Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, the Yardain split. 
So the Yamsuf saw that in future days the Yardin is going to split because of Yeshua. And he made a Kavachimer, the Yamsuf did, and said like this Umadoch Yeshua bin Nun, who is the Talmud of Meshra Abenu. The Yardin split for him, so the Rebbe, Meshra Abenu, is standing before me and I shouldn't split. So he made a Kavachimer from Yeshua. And because of this Kavachimer, that is why, that's Ma Ra Ya, Ma Ra Ya, Ma Ra, Every morning we say in Davening, or we try to say in Davening, Rabbi Shmuel Aimer, Bishloishes, Vay Midas, Hatar, Nidrashes, that with the 13 Midas, that the Torah is Nidrashes, but Mikavachimer. He teaches us in the Brice of Bishmal the concept of a Kavachimer, and so that's the Taich in the Medrash Pliya, that the Yam saw the Brice of Bishmal, he understood to make the Kavachimer from the Yardim, and that's why the Yam Sof split. Azoizat, the Heiluger of Yosef Mislutsk. If I may, I'd like to suggest my own chat in this Medrash Pliya. And it's based on a Gemara and Baba Kama, so we're staying local. That's why we're doing it during First Seder. There's a Gemara in Baba Kama on Dav Nun Chesim Abeis, and it goes to Nun Tesim and Aleph. The Gemara says like this, brings a Brisa, Kotma Nitiya. If a behemoth walks into a field, a neighbor's field, and eats up a furrow of a fruit, but it's not, or a furrow, let's say, of, uh, of, of wheat. But the wheat has not really developed fully. It's still at a very young, very early age, early stage of development. What happens? How much do you have to pay him? Do you have to pay him for the price as it is today, which is a very, very, very low amount? It's cheap. It's not even, it's not, it's like this, this tall. It's not, you can't even do anything with it. Or, do you have to pay for the future value, Be'ez HaKatsir, the way it will develop fully when it's going to be like Sukkot's time, when it's time to harvest the wheat, and it's going to be like five, six, ten feet tall, is that the price that I have to pay my neighbor for the Nezik? So the Brisa brings, that it gets done based on the Meshur Shabbat, meaning that we look not at the value as it is today, but rather at the value that it will be at its fullest stage of development. When it's really tall and beautiful, lush and valuable, that's what you have to pay your neighbor, not for the price that it is today. Who cares what it is today? We go according to the price that it will be if you would let it grow. Lu Yitzir, the Bema, would not have touched it. It would have developed into beautiful, high stalks of wheat. That's what you have to pay today. Then the Brisa brings... Achla smadar. Smadar is little small grapes before they ripen. You ever have, you know, you go to a store and you have a, there's a cluster of good grapes and then there's always those little, little grapes that haven't really fully blown. You can't eat them, come out. They're sour. That's called smadar. Those smadar, if a behemoth would eat that before it really grew into the full, fully developed cluster of grapes, what would happen then? So Rabbi Yeshua Aimer Ryan Isa You look at it as if they were fully beautiful, full, ripened grapes. That's what you have to look at. You don't look at it at today's value. Today's value it's maybe five cents. 
you look at it in the future value, and you owe now for your behemoth's hezek, you owe a hundred dollars instead of instead of a, a little small sum. Then the Gemara says that this shita, Abaye says that this shita that we just described in the Brisa is really the same shita as Rabbi Yishmael. And it brings a Brisa to Rabbi Yishmael. What's the Brisa to Rabbi Yishmael? Desanya, Metav Sodeu, Umetav Karmi Yishalim. There's a din of Metav. When a person is Mazik, another person, he has to pay, the Torah says, Metav. You have to pay Idis. You have to pay the best. Now, there's different definitions of what that means. Is it, is it by the mazik that we're shaiminan, or is it the nizik? The nizik's of the mazik's of Rabbi Shmuel says the following de- definition of of in this Gemara, and that is the of means that you have to pay the future price of the produce, even though that today it's not really worth that much. It's not of It's, it's, it's mother. It's little nothing. It's little small berries. It's nothing. It's not fully grown fruit. But yet, the metav, when the terrorist says metav, it's the demay, it's the metav of the nizik, but not today's price. It's the future, the best, the potentially best price that the nizik could get if you'd only let it sit and ripen and develop. That's what a person has to pay to the nizik. That's what the Gemara says. That's what the Brisa says. The metav de la kamei umayniu kehech desolek. What it will be in the future, that's what a person has to pay. That's the b'risa of Rabbi Yishmael. We know there's all, everyone knows there's a famous madrash, it's really a zayar. The zayar says that the Tsar of Mitzrayim, the Tsar of Mitzrayim, his name was Uzo. Ayin Vav Zayin, Zayin Aleph. And he tainted al yom. It wasn't so pasha. You know, we think that the Jews went and the yams of split. It wasn't so pasha. There was a very big dion in Shamayim. Should they go through? Should they not go through? Are they worthy to go through? Are they not worthy to go through? So Uzzah gets up on the witness stand and says they are not supposed to be able to walk through the yamsuf. They have no schos to walk through the yamsuf. Why not? Zot Uzzah. Halalu the halalu True. Mitzrayim are Oivdavidazara. But the Yidn are also Oivdavidazara. The Yidn were at the Memtashari Tuma. We were at a very, very, very low stage in Ruchnius. We were very mushba from all the years in the Shibat of Mitzrayim. We were Oivdavidazara. And so the Yidn have no schus to go through the Amsev to make such a miracle. Nisim Gluyim for Kayasyal. And what's schus? They're they are idol worshippers, and therefore don't allow it to split. Manishtanu Elum Elo. Here's the first time the Manishtanu was ever asked. Maybe this is the Makar for the Lushan and the Haggadah of Manishtana Lailazah. Manishtanu Elum Elo. What's the difference between these people or those people? What? Mitzrayim is so much better than Klayasar. Klayasar also had Davidizara. Manishtanu Elum Elo. That's what the Zayar says. That's a Mayurdika Zayar that we're all familiar with. So the Yamsuf was standing there. It's hearing these tainas. It doesn't know what to do. Taka, that's a good taina Uzzah has. So Klai Yisrael at this stage in their existences are not right. Are not right for Kriyas Yamsuf to happen. 
What did the Yam see to make that historic decision to split when Klai Yisrael were standing on the shore? Ra Brisa Derbi Yishmael. They saw this Brisa on Babakama, the Brisa of Rabbi Yishmael, that says that even though today a fruit might be baiser, it might be very small, the wheat might be this high, it might not be very valuable today, it might be cheap produce that you don't see anything in. That's true. But you don't look at it by today's valuation. Rabbi Shmuel is mechadesh that you look at it by a future valuation. Don't look at it what it's worth today. Look at it what it's going to be. Look at how the baiser is going to metamorphosize into the most beautiful, delicious, juicy grapes. And that's what you're supposed to don the material by. Not what it is today. The, the Yam saw this price of the Bishmal and says, I understand Rabbi Shmuel's shita, and I understand that although Klai Yisrael today is talking Oydav Oydazara, they're boiser, they're sour grapes, they're not at all today roy to be nigal, they're not roy for Kriyas Yamsuf, but I'm not going to judge them by today, I'm going to see them as if they're anovim ha'imdim libotzer, I'm going to look at their future, I'm going to look at their potential, and although today the potential, we don't know. Today they're Baiser, but there will be a day that they're going to be the most awesome, the most luscious, the most rich, the most noble nation on the face of the earth. And in that schos, I'm going to split for them today because I'm being done like Rabbi Yishmael, like the Baiser of Rabbi Yishmael that teaches us that you don't look at things today, but you evaluate things by their future potential. The emesis that these are beferish of sukkim and shirashirim, shirashirim, which is the song of love between Hakadosh Baruch and Klal Yisrael, and much of it deals with the early stages of the relationship as we were in Mitzrayim and as we were set to leave Mitzrayim. Shleim Melech writes, it's in Perak Beis Psukim Yud to Yud Gimel. Psukim say like this. The Rabbi Yisrael looks at Klai Yisrael and says, Anali Daidi, Ve'amarli, my beloved called to me. The Rabbi Yisrael calls to Klai Yisrael and says and announces and screams to us in Mitzrayim, Kumilach Ra'ayasi Yafasi, Ulechilach, get up, my beloved, my loved one, and go. Kihine hastav avar. The autumn has passed. The fall is gone. Hageshem cholaf halachloi. The geshem, the rainy season, has long passed. It's passed. The rainy season, the winter, is gone. Hanitzanim niru baretz. The blossoms are seen starting to grow on the on the face of the earth. This time of singing, the time of the birds chirping, the time of Klai Yisrael singing Shira, it's, it's time. Now's the time for you to shine. Now's the time to leave Mitzrayim. The sound of the turtle dove is already beginning to be heard. 
Here is your moment in the sun. The fig tree is giving forth its pageha. Pageha means the small green figs at the earliest stages of their development. You can't eat them yet. But they're starting to bud. These pageha, these green figs. And the gefanim, the vines, are starting to develop the smadar. These small grapes, these sour little grapes that are unripened, the vines are starting to produce these. So now it's time, get up and run and come with me out of Mitzrayim, says the Rabbi Shalom to us. What is this talking about? So the Gain tells us, of course, this is talking about Kral Yisrael. Kral Yisrael, at this moment, as they were leaving Mitzrayim, they were still in the gather of, of Pagel, of unripened figs, and Smadar, unripened grapes. The Gain says in his Pirish and Shirashirim that the Te'ena is going on a remis to Tamid Chachamim, the Gefanim are Bali Mitzvahs, and it says that Avshem Adayin Pagim. Although today, yes, Klal Yisrael is still Pagim. You're not there yet. You're not quite ready for prime time. You're not the fully developed being that you are destined to be. You're still unripened. You're still raw. You're still sour, perhaps. Shayukaida Ma'antaira, the guy says, because it was still before Ma'antaira. We weren't there yet. We weren't at the foot of Har Sinai ready to show the Rabbi Yisrael who we fully were. Ubali mitzvahs heim adayin smader. And those people that might not be Tamil Chachamim, but their Bali mitzvahs were still sour grapes, were still early. But since, says the Rabbi Yisrael, I know that in your heart of hearts you are ready to become Shlemim. You are prepared for the trek out of Mitzrayim. You are prepared to march on 49 days in the Midbar. You're ready to go and be Makabal the You're not there yet. You need 49 days of Binyan on top of Binyan, which is what the Yimei is. You have to develop. You're still Smadar. You're still Pagel. But I see your potential. I see your future. I know that when you come to Matan Torah, you will be the Anavim. And you will be the Te'inim that you are fully destined to be. And for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to take you out of Mitzrayim. And I'm going to allow the Yamsuk to split in your, in your presence. The Psukim continue there in Shir Hashirim. Speaking about Mamish Kriyas Yamsuf, Yainasi Bechag Ve'asela Besesa Madrega, you are on a very low level, my dove. And that's talking Rashi says about Kriyas Yamsuf. Show me your, your beauty. Let me hear your voice. I want to hear your tefillahs by the Yamsuf. And then I'll split for you. And then the Psukim continue and say, Klai Yisrael responds to the Rabbi Yisrael and says, Chap for me those Shualim, those, those foxes, meaning the Mitzrim, those evil Mitzrim, take care of them, drown them. Mechablim Kromim. These foxes that want to destroy the vineyard, Ukrameno smadar. Although our kerem is admittedly smadar, 
we're still not there, we're still very, very early in the process. But these Shualim, these Mitzvim are trying to ruin us before we have a chance to develop into the Anavim Ha'imdim Libatzer. And we, we pray to you, Rabbi Nisham, stop them. Don't allow them to stand in our way of Kriyas Yamsov. Split the sea for us so that we'll be able to go through and make that final trek to Mount That's what the Pshat in the Medrash Puya is. The Yamsov saw the Brysa, the Rabbi Shmuel, the Brysa that speaks about these smadar about the sour, small grapes, that we don't look at it like today. We look at the way that they will be in the future. How Klai Yisrael will look by Matantaira. The beauty of Klai Yisrael, Mamish the Dardeya, as they stood prepared, to be That's the fully, the full-blown picture of what a Yid is. And that is what the Yamsov had no other choice but to Paskin, based on the Bryce of the Bishmael, that I have to split. Yes, but nevertheless, I'm not going to stop because of what they are today. I'm going to split and allow them to develop into their destiny. Chagamatzis, Pesach is called, one of the names of Pesach is Chagamatzis. It's the time of spring. It's the yomtiv of spring. What does that mean, Chag Aviv? If you go outside in the Chaydesh of Nisan and you find a tree that's budding, if you go out into the Chatzar, you'll see, I was just taking a walk around there, you see the beautiful pink trees blossoming. If you go out and you see a fruit tree blossoming, there's a special bracha to make during Chaydesh Nisan. If you haven't already made the bracha, it's very, very important that you do find a tree I'll tell you where one is in Queens or wherever you're going home to. I'm sure there are many of them. But there's a mitzvah to go and make a bracha called Birchas Heilanes. During Chaydesh Nisan, an amazing thing happens in the world. And that is that after a long winter and a long fall, after the stav and after the Geshem has passed, HaGeshem Abar Chalafloi, all of a sudden... Even though a couple of months ago, or maybe a few weeks ago, if you look at the trees, you'd think that they were dead. There's nothing growing from them. They're dry. They're empty. They're, they're colorless. The ground is full of mud. Everything is sort of not alive. Comes Chaydesh Aviv. Comes this time of year. And all of a sudden, the world is pulsating with excitement. It becomes a beautiful, beautiful vision of the splendid teva that the Rabbi Nisham created in the world. The colors of the flowers, the beauty of the, of the trees as they're starting to sprout their fruits. Not there yet, but we're starting. The grass is growing. The birds are chirping. Energy, excitement, potential is starting to be seen once again in the Teba Elam after a long, cold, dark winter. Pesach is not by coincidence in this time of year. The reason why the Rabbi Nisham gave us it Dapka now is because the Mahus of Pesach is for a person 
to become one with nature. And just like the nature, you start seeing growing and steiging, and that the sky is the limit. Anything is possible. It's so geschmack to walk around these days outside and to appreciate nature, because the neshama likes seeing growth. The neshama likes seeing when things are sprouting because that is a Moser Haskell to it. That we too can grow. That we too can accomplish great things. Our potential is not nearly met. What we could be should not be judged by what we are today. Just like Klai Yisrael was not judged what it was like on the day that it went out of Mitzrayim or on Shri Yisrael Pesach. What we beg the Rabbi Yisrael for is look a little bit beyond what we are today. Don't judge us, Hashem Husham. Judge us on our potential, on our future, because we will not disappoint you. We will show you what we have. We will be able to advance and sprout forth the beautiful fruits that we have just latent inside of us. That's the promise of Chaydesh Aviv, of Chag Aviv, the ability for a person to go out and to make the Birka say, to hear the birds chirping and saying, I too can chirp. I too can sing the shir of the Rabbi Nishalem. I too can sprout forth the most beautiful paris that the world has ever seen. I too can be a Rabbi Yosef Mislutsk. I too can be somebody that everybody wrote off as being the rascal, as being the menace, as having zero potential. He was voted in his yearbook as the least likely to succeed. And I don't know if we know of anyone else in his graduating class in Slutsk, but today he's with us in the base Medrash. He is here because of what he did, what he showed, what he was able to prove to the world and to himself, that if you give me a chance, if you only just have a little faith in me, like the Rabbi Yishlam had faith in Kral Yisrael, then I will show you the most beautiful netiyas imaginable. That's the Yisait of Pesach. The Yisait of Pesach is Asher Pasach. You can jump. The Rabbi Shalom jumped, and we can leap further than anyone ever thought that we could. But we just have to be given the chance. And the chance that we have to be given is not by other people. Don't listen to other people. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what their limitations that they've set for us are. It only matters what our personal limitations have been set for. If we are limiting ourselves and we're talking down to ourselves like we often do and say, ah, you know what, I'm not about Kishrin and it's for those guys in the yeshiva, they're the ones that are going to be Matzliach and I'm going to just be whatever and it's those guys that are going to really be wealthy and I'm going to be whatever. It's those guys that are going to be the big Bali Chesed and I'm going to be whatever. If a person has such kavanas, then he's going to be limited but by his own limitations comes along Pesach and Pesach teaches us that a person could accomplish things that he's never dreamt that he could accomplish. There's a that I saw recently. There was a bacher that was in the famous yeshiva in Kelm. And the altif in Kelm, of course, was the miyasid of the yeshiva. He was the Talmud Mubak of the top three Talmudim of Yisrael Salanter. And after he was nifter, so the yeshiva continued under the leadership of his son-in-law, Reb Simchazisel, Reb and what happened was like this. A bacher comes into yeshiva one day, 
and he asks, why is there Pitim growing in the backyard of Yeshiva? There is a backyard, there's still pictures of the Yeshiva of Kelm. And you see, if you look carefully, there are like stalks of wheat that are growing in the backyard in Kelm. And he asked around, he asked a lot of the Bakram in Yeshiva, they didn't know. He asked some of the older Abayim in Yeshiva, they didn't know. So there was only one address that he could go to to find out the answer to this mystery of why there are chitim growing in the backyard of Kalam Yeshiva. Who did he go to? He went to the altar's daughter. The altar had a famous daughter. Her name was Rebetzin Nechama Libo. She was the, she was the wife of the, of the Rosh Yeshiva of Kalam who took over after the altar. She was a famed Balas Musr. It's hard to, you know, you read the story, you can't believe it because it's so not yeshivish. But all of the great mashkichim, Rabbi Yeruchim, Rashi Yeshivas mashkichim from, from around the, the, the household name mashkichim of Europe at the time used to go to this rabbits in the Chama and would listen to her give over the shmuzin of her father. She would tell over about her father and the Yerushamayim that he had and all the stories and all this Taira. They would go and listen to her tell over the mysis of her father. So this Bachar went over to this Rebetzin Nechamaliba and asked her, Rebetzin, tell me the answer that no one else knows. Why is it that there are chitim growing in, it's not some wild grass, it's chitim. These were planted on purpose. Somebody planted these chitim in the Kalmar Beis Medrash Chatzar. Why are there chitim growing here? She smiles and she says, my father planted these in the chatzah of the yeshiva. He says, why? He had nothing better to do but to plant chitim in the kalma chatzah. She says, the reason is, is because my father felt that when a bachar goes and sees chitim every day on his way into the base medrash, and every day the chitim are growing a little more, and a little more, and then a little more, that gives a neshama a tremendous chizuk. That gives the neshama the ability to dream that I too can grow. I too can shtag beyond my wildest imagination. The chitim at the early stage, at the early stages like we saw those vices, today it's this high, it's worthless. But you look at it in the future, you look at it what it could be, and every day as you see the chitim growing higher and higher, a person says if the teva of a chita could be to grow so high, why can't I do the same thing? Am I any less than a chita? And so that's why my father insisted on planting chitim as a chizuk to the Bnei Yeshiva, that they should know that anything is possible. Chag Aviv, Pesach is the time that anything and everything is possible. We're Maschel B'Gnus, Umesayim B'Shabach. We start Arami Ravi. We start We start Our forefathers were idol worshippers. The Look what happened. We were able to wax ice an Uma from to be able to reach the pinnacle of Har Sinai, to be able to climb higher than any human being had ever envisioned for such a nation that starts out with such humble beginnings. That's the site of Chag Pesach. Chag Pesach shows us that anything is possible. Don't ever let anyone limit your scope. Don't anyone 
Don't let anyone ever limit the horizons that it's possible for you to accomplish. Everyone and anyone in this room is possible to become a God of Atayra. Rav Gifter, when he was young in yeshiva, he had a wall full of G'daylam, pictures of G'daylam. Whoever the G'daylam were back in those days, he had the Chavitz Chaim, no doubt. He had Rav Chaim Brisker, no doubt. He had a whole wall full of pictures. And in the middle of the wall, there was a mirror. And then there was a caption under the mirror that says, Why not you? Question mark. A person just has to put his picture on the wall with G'daylem and then it's possible for him to, to reach that high. If a person only sets his goals very low, he's going to maybe, maybe accomplish a fraction of his potential. But if a person sets his sights so high, instead of looking at ourselves like Smadar, if we look at ourselves like Anavim Ma'andim Libatzer, don't look at me right now. Don't look at my current state. Today, maybe I'm an Ebed Abedizara. Today, maybe I have my Kaivas. Today, maybe I run after my addictions. But that's not me. That's just a temporary Yetzirah that I have. That's a smother. That's a, a temporary state of my being, but it's only temporary. It's just today. And just like Klai saw as they stood, and there was a Kitrug against them, Alayam, that Halolo Abedizara, Halolo Abedizara, and then the Yam decided, he was Machria, on the basis of the Baiser of Yishmael, that says that you look at Baiser as if it's Anavim Ma'imdim Libotzer. If that could be the Yam's Cheshpin, then that has to be our own Cheshpin. If the Rabbi Shalom and the Yam had the confidence in us to see what we will be by the foot of Matantaira, by the foot of our Sinai, then that's how we too have to see ourselves. There's a Chiv to see ourselves like that. And if a person can see himself like that, then a person could mamish accomplish things that no one ever, including himself, ever, ever imagined that he could possibly accomplish. Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch relates the Russian of Sameach and Sameach. The sin and the tzadi are interchangeable ICS. And so the same side of smicha, of being able to sprout forth one's fruits, is really the same side of simcha. What is a person's true simcha? How does a person really accomplish the simcha that we so desperately seek? Only when he realizes his potential for growth. Only when he realizes that I have amazing potential and I'm starting to sprout. I'm not there yet. But I'm working on it. Every day I see the chita developing a little more, a little higher, a little more beautiful, more colorful. That's a tremendous, tremendous Moshe that we too can have such tzmicha. We too, the Rebbeinu Shalom is matzmiach Yeshuais. The Rebbeinu Shalom plants a seed inside. He's zayreat tzedakais. And then he's matzmiach Yeshuais. We have that seed inside of us. We have that seed. We have everything that it takes for us to develop who we could become. But it's our job to nurture the seed, to water it, to make sure that we're in the right sliva, that we're not associating with people that are not going to be good for the seed's development, that we're going to be able to keep our starim, 
to daven with kavana, to daven for the future that we might be potentially possessing, to be able to have the tefillah to the Rebbein Shalom, that we should realize our personal potential. The Rebbein Shalom, after he said, Re'at Stokes, he's Matzmiach Yeshuais. He was Matzmiach Yeshuais Alayam. He was Matzmiach Yeshuais every single day. And it's all inside of us. The Kriyas Yamsuf, the Matan it's not in Midbar Sinai anymore, it's not in Egypt, it's within each and every one of us. And every day we are faced with this Yetzahara, that's Mekatrig, and says, What are you already? You're never going to amount to anything. You weren't from the right background, you don't have the right Yichos, you don't have the right head. And look at Yoslo Mislotsk, how he became Rabbi Yosef Mislotsk, the guy in Adairis. No one ever thought that he would become who he became, but he did. And likewise, every single person in this room, if they set their mind to it, if they have the confidence and they have the tefillahs, that the Rabbani Shalom Muzariah Tzedakis should be Matzmiach Yeshua, should show us the Yeshua that we need in order to develop into our fullest potential in every, every sphere that we desire to steigen. The Rabbani Shalom could be the Matzmiach Yeshua is within all of us. That's the aside of Pesach, the time that we could be Pesach. We could jump further and higher than anyone ever dreamt. That is the aside of Chaydesh HaAviv, the Chag HaAviv, when we sprout forth the potential, the excitement that's in the air, that's in nature. That too is in us. The summer, the spring, these are months that you can steig amazingly. Because look at how much potential there is. There's no more cold weather. It's not damp. It's not raining. It's just beautiful out. And you can enjoy the weather. You can enjoy. There's the, the blood courses through our veins excitedly, seeking our potential, screaming at us, make something of yourself, accomplish great things. Now's the time. You're young. You're Your amazing potential. It all lies within us. This is the time to tap in to that dream of really, truly developing into the Bnei Torah that we dream of becoming. Have a wonderful Chakash V'Sameach. You should all steig. You should have a wonderful Ben Azmanim. And we're excited to see you again after Yom.